Welcome to Healing with Worth, a podcast dedicated to healthy recovery and instilling hope in the wake of betrayal trauma. We are women who have experienced this intimately and want to offer hope to other women. While we may interview professionals on the show, the content should not be taken as therapeutic advice and is not meant to replace therapeutic healing. If you would like to join one of our free online worth groups to help with your betrayal trauma, you may find us at healingwithworth.org. Welcome back to Healing with Worth. I'm Naomi. I'm Janine. And I'm Charlene. We hope you've been enjoying our podcast and we would love for you to please donate to healingwithworth.org. Your donation allows us to offer hope and healing to women who've been experiencing betrayal trauma. This week, we're talking about emotional intelligence. We have kind of come into this topic um, through some reading that we've been doing. And I think today, the biggest thing that we would like is um, to recognize and understand that emotion, emotions um, and recognizing our emotions is critical in navigating through recovery and it's at the root of healing in betrayal um as we talked about in an earlier podcast we talked about kind of the feelings that we had when we were experiencing betrayal and in different recovery groups that that i've been in um there's a lot of metaphoric terms that are thrown out there you know i feel felt like i was on a merry-go-round i can't get off i I'm looking at a burning house. I'm in quicksand. I feel like I, I'm stabbed, been stabbed with a knife. Um, I, I've been run over by a semi truck, and so these are feelings that we have in betrayal. And so these intense emotions that we have, we struggle sometimes to come up with a way to put our feelings into words that's that's the best we know how at at some at some level of recovery and so we're going through these immense and intense emotions of anger and grief and sadness in betrayal and sometimes it it can really be impossible to even identify this is the best we know how to identify the feelings that that we're experiencing. So these feelings of anger, grief, sadness that we're experiencing in betrayal can be extremely challenging to work through and even undesirable. So it's in this betrayal that we're really kind of forced to develop an emotional intelligence so we can navigate through this, um, this world that we're experiencing. Exactly. Thank you, Janine. Yeah. I think that when we talk about emotional intelligence and we are trying to, it really is at the core trying to recognize those feelings that we, that we have when we, when we buy look up the definition of emotion. There's so many things that can fall under the word emotion. And there isn't just one definition either, which is, which makes it a little bit more complex. Um, But the root of the word emotion 
comes from a French term meaning to stir up. Um, more formally, an emotion is defined as a short, intense feeling resulting from some event. But even more so, um, and and something, and this is this is something that I found um, a little bit easier to understand. So when we talk about emotion, emotion is caused is usually caused by a person by a person consciously or unconsciously evaluating evaluating an event as relevant to a concern. Maybe that's a goal or something that's important to them. And the emotion is felt as either pleasant when a concern is advanced and unpleasant when a concern is impeded. So the core of an emotion is readiness to act and the prompting of plans. An emotion gives priority to one or a few kinds of actions to which it gives a sense of urgency. So our emotions drive us to, to act in some way, shape, or form. So it can, it can interrupt or compete with alternative mental processes or actions, depending on what that emotion is and, and what we're acting, you know, what we need to act towards. For example, um, you're walking down the road, right? And you're thinking about something and you see all of a sudden something's going to fall on you. Your, your emotion is fear and it prompts an action of quickly moving out of the way, you know, and it interrupts other processes that you're, that you're in the act of doing. So maybe you're walking, well, now you're running or you're ducking or you're diving or something, you know, and that's, that's a, just a visual kind of thing to picture. Um, but emotion is usually experienced as a distinctive type of mental state. And it's sometimes accompanied or followed by bodily changes. So maybe your heart rate is, is speeds up um, expressions that can be facial expressions. Maybe you're smiling and all of a sudden you get this like terrified look on your face, you know, so facial expressions accompany emotion um, and then actions, which I, which I already talked about. So there's, it's so complex <laughs> and there's so much to it, but um I mean, there, that's kind of just a basic, you know, what is emotion and kind of a little bit of an understanding of what happens when we have emotions and what kinds of things happen within our body, bodily changes, expressions, and actions. Yeah. I like how Naomi made it really simple. Um, and then through our study, we learned that, um, the a positive psychology claims that we have over 34,000 emotions. So if you think about Naomi made it really simple, but then at the same time, it can be very complex, like she said as well. Um, so it kind of begs us to ask the question, you know, if we can experience 34,000 emotions, how can we navigate through these turbulent waters of feelings without getting lost? And in our research, we learned that while it's hard to understand all 34,000 distinct emotions, we can learn to how to identify the primary emotions and act accordingly, like Naomi was talking about. And it's especially useful for moments of intense feeling when the mind cannot remain objective as it you know, operates from an impulsive fight or flight response. So Dr. Robert Plutchik um, propose that there are eight primary emotions that serve as the foundation for all others. And he says there's um, those eight emotions are joy, sadness, 
acceptance, disgust, fear, anger, surprise, and anticipation. That seems much more manageable to be able to navigate through when you can reduce it down to those core emotions, understanding or realizing that there's 34,000 emotions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, and I love that. So in this, in this whole process and, and learning about this, Dr. Um, Plitchik, I think that's how you say it. <laughs> um, he has this emotion wheel and on it, he, so he places those seven core emotions at the center and then the rest kind of, there are several other um, feelings or emotions that connect with that main emotion. And so maybe, um, maybe that, emotion. So if we talk about happy, that's, you know, that's one of the main emotions, or I guess in, on his, on his chart, that would be, um, joy. And so when you, when you look at joy, um, happiness would fall under that, uh, playful content. And then you can go out even further than that. And it would be curious, inquisitive, successful, confident, you know, so there's so many, um, subcategories of this particular this main emotion that you can use an emotion wheel to kind of help you navigate some of your feelings so there are a lot of emotion wheels out there and we'll include a link to um, the one that we've been looking at but it can be help it can be a helpful tool in in recognizing emotions and, and that's kind of where that emotional tele- intelligence comes in, because when we talk about emotional intelligence, emotional intelligence is really a skill. And it's something that, that you have to work towards. What it, what it is, it, it's a skill that helps you to be able to identify and manage your own emotions, as well as recognizing the emotions of others. Now you don't have to manage their emotions, right? Cause that's not, that's not our job to manage others emotions, but to be able to recognize the emotions of others is a skill in, in, in emotional intelligence and having those skills can be beneficial in all areas of our lives, whether that's personal, professional, being able to recognize and understand and manage emotions of your own and recognize and understand emotions of others leads to, um, leads to some key benefits that being things like being self-aware and knowing where we're at at any given time emotionally. Um, It also self-regulation is another one we can regulate the way that we're feeling and by recognizing what we're feeling and being able to move into a place that we want to be or you know if we're in a place that we don't want to be Um, it gives us motivation empathy and really social skills you know which is a main skill that that we all want to have because that's important in being able to socialize and connect with other people. Um, that, that empathy pulls in that social skill. So 
Um, once we are able to objectify and understand our emotions, then we can empathize with ourselves and then channel our focus in a direction of emotions that we actually want to feel. And that's, that's the basics of why, what, what emotional intelligence is and why it's so beneficial and why it's so important to learn. And we'll also include the link to um, some emotional intelligence um, quizzes in the show notes. Um, those can be very helpful to kind of give you some ideas of, you know, maybe where you want to improve. And some of the quizzes are pretty interesting and they have a lot of different options um, for you to kind of work on that skill. So we talked a little bit about the emotion wheel. And so let's talk a little bit more about that. Um, Sherilyn, what, what did you learn when you were, what were some of the things that stood out to you with the wheel of emotions and and how did that help you understand emotions better? Well, I guess in my journey, one of the strong emotions that I've really struggled with was abandonment. And like they said, um, for many years, I wasn't even, I couldn't even name it. And I couldn't even recognize it until I read Susan Anderson's book. And then she finally helped me realize and name what I was feeling. So I was dealing with that for a long time. And then when I was introduced, just recently introduced to this emotion wheel, when I was dealing with the PTSD, I had a lot of dreams. And in the dream, um, I would see my husband with another woman, you know, I could, I was stuck. I could, was always watching them interacting and powerless. I felt abandonment. I felt ignored. I couldn't do anything about the situation. And I had this reoccurring dream every night and I would wake up and it would produce these strong feelings inside of me. And then as I looked at the emotion wheel, I was looking, you know, up abandonment and everything that I just described, um, you know, victimized, um, lonely, vulnerable, you know, all those things led me back to the emotion of feel of the, the emotion of sadness. I guess the, the big aha moment that I had was that I was kind of dealing with abandonment and victimized and all those other feelings were, were not really the root of what I was feeling. And so when I put the word, when I put it down to its root of sadness, it really just was a big epiphany for me that that was the core root that I was feeling with. And I think if I would have known that years ago, I probably would have been able to uh, flip it and make it more productive in my life. So that's kind of my experience. Do you guys have any thoughts about the emotional ex or experiences? Well, I guess in my journey, um, there was a time when I was experiencing a lot of anger and uh, about the situation and I was experiencing anger that I had um, the rug pulled out from under me, so to speak, in my life and um, that I was dealing with a new reality of, of life now. And um, I remember one time in my kind of rage that I hit my fist against our wedding picture and it shattered into a million pieces. 
And I realized at that point that I probably needed to have a better understanding of what I was dealing with, like my emotions and how to get, get control of them, manage them, so to speak. And, um, when I realized that, that, that there's these core emotions, um, to me, it was, I, I learned that these emotions are a sign for myself. Like my anger was a sign to me that I was, was hurt. And if you look at the emotion wheel, hurt is, um, the core emotion is sadness as well. And so, um, that helps me articulate better than <laughs> putting punching my fist through a wedding picture what I'm experiencing. I now can identify the the feeling of sadness rather than be reactive and, and punching my fist and potentially harming myself or <laughs> um, <laughs> or somebody else. I had quite <laughs> To clean up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I I'm sure that a lot of people can relate. <laughs> they they can because we've all had that moment where we're behaving and acting or reacting really to a situation and behaving in a way that really isn't normal for right. us. And you know, I think from the stories I've heard anyway, my, my story is pretty mellow <laughs> compared to my <laughs> So I think I remember Tiger Woods is why putting a, a golf club through a, her, a car window, you know, that's, that's the kind of behaviors that it, it brings up. So it was really important at some point <laughs> that yeah. I understand this for myself so I could kind yeah. of contain myself. You know, with Janine talking about Tiger Woods' wife putting golf club, like, through a car window, it makes me think of the Carrie Underwood song where she's slashing the tires and keying the truck and, you know, before he cheats because she'd been cheated on. And and that's one of those, you know, it's completely understandable that it's essentially those things that we do in that betrayal that are uncharacteristic but it's it's that fight response those emotions are causing that action to come out and and because sometimes we just don't we can't quite pinpoint that particular emotion and we're just acting out of one of the things that I that I remember reading about in all of this is it is those emotions kind of give us that um i guess trigger i don't think trigger is the right word but um the the instinct to act and and it may be irrational because we haven't taken that time to process that emotion and so sometimes those things come just in a swirl you know where we just kind of let loose. I mean, for example, um, I can't say I've ever keyed a truck or broken a picture or, um, anything, but my reaction was more to, you know, in the moment, for example, you know, I, 
several times, you know, you, I've caught, I had caught him in the middle of acting out. And my immediate response is just to lay into him, just yell and just be like berating and, you know, just this immediate response because that initial emotion is so intense. It's like a, it automatically just kicks in this fight response and maybe not even response reaction, I guess I should say, because when I think of response, response is more taking the time. Whereas this was more of a, a instinctual reaction because it was so, it was so painful at its core and it just came out in yelling and, um, you know, that it's just that, that betrayal that, that you feel can, can bring those, those emotion, those emotional reactions that, you know, sometimes, sometimes we have little control, um, especially in the moment. And that's, I think where the, this idea of emotional intelligence comes into play is when we can, when we can take a step back from events like that, or things, things that happen that are um, shake that shake us to the core like that we can, if we are able to take a step back, um, to process those things, then we can respond rather than react. And, and it definitely takes a lot of practice and I don't expect, (laughs) I don't expect anybody to be perfect at it because even still, even, you know, with kids or, you know, sometimes it's just so hard to be able to take that step back and respond. And, and I mean, that's what this life is all about, right? Is learning how to, you know, respond and to, and to change and to be better, you know, even if it's just a little bit at a time, it doesn't have to be perfect. Um, so I, yeah, I, I, I guess I relate to what you're saying in, in being able to recognize, you know, those particular emotions. And then the emotion wheel itself, you know, for me, when I was learning about the emotion wheel um, and kind of looking at it, I had never connected kind of like you were saying, um, Sherilyn, I had never connected some of these um, more obscure feelings to the core emotions. And as I was reading through some of them, like looking at the wheel, I am learning that I have, I still have a lot of anger (laughs) as a core emotion and sadness and, um, and fear even, you know, so there's still a lot of, of those emotions at the core that I, I, I'm still processing through and it, um, it's going to take some time to, you know, continue to process those. Want to join a free online therapist-like group with Worth? Head on over to healingwithworth.org to enroll. I think one of the big one of the big pieces of this emotional intelligence and why I think it's so important is because essentially our emotions affect our overall health and well-being. Um, 
one of the quotes from the article that, um, that we found a lot of our information from is this says, emotions influence our health, performance, well-being, motivation, sense of fulfillment, and decision-making skills. It's important to understand and manage them. And so when I think about that, I think, oh my gosh, <laughs> betrayal trauma affects all of that, right? Essentially, you, you lose a lot of, of everything in that, you know, being a motivation, especially, I mean, motivation was a big one for me. You know, I, I went through periods of time where motivation was really difficult to find it, even decision-making skills, because all these emotions can kind of bog you down and you just don't know when you can't process them, you don't know where to go. Um, which makes me think of, um, makes me think of the, how the body keeps the scorebook. Um, one of the, one of the other, uh, quotes in here just says when, when people don't understand their current emotion, they may panic as their internal locus of control leaves them in disillusionment. This is natural, hence the importance of recognizing our feelings. So if you're feeling this way, if you're recognizing that all of your, um, your health performance, if you're realizing all these things are out of control and you're start, sort of panicking, it's normal. <laughs> so don't be, don't be scared about that. It's totally normal to feel that way um, because I mean, essentially it's, that's what betrayal trauma does. You experience so many emotions and, and I think, I don't remember if Janine or Cherilyn, if, if you said this at the beginning, but it's like an emotional merry-go-round. It's this extravagant emotional merry-go-round and, and you're kind of stuck on it and spinning and in all kinds of directions and so I think that, you know, when we can identify the core of it, um, the emotion wheel and therapy come in handy to help to identify our feelings and, and so that we can really focus in on our emotional overall well-being in general, not just our emotional, but our physical. Yeah, I wanted to throw in there, Naomi talked a lot about the response to fight, but I also feel like the, I've you know, chose to flight, you know, so it's like I was, you know, being hit by that truck over and over and over again. And it became so consuming that I basically decide I basically came up with these assumptions that my feelings don't matter. You know, it's like no matter what I do, I'm always going to be, you know, hit by this truck and I'm going to have these, you know, feelings or with the gaslighting and all that kind of stuff. I always I came to the conclusion through the trauma that my feelings were wrong, you know, that I shouldn't be feeling this way. Um, it, you know, I also felt like, you know, my feelings were never listened to. And so in response to that, I kind of stopped listening to them myself and I shut them off because it was just so much emotion and, and I actually became afraid of them, you know, I became afraid of my feelings and I tried to push them away. And what I realized is that, you know, when I went into this flight mode, and didn't process my feelings, they just got louder and louder and louder. And so it was my body's way of saying, Hey, you know, you've got to, you've got to process this, you've got to do something, you've got to act. And so I feel like um, that's, you know, the other side is the fight. And then um, once I started did processing those emotions, I was able to act rather than be stuck, or choose to kind of 
you know, be in denial or, you know, walk, walk away. So I think that's kind of an interesting. Yeah. I think that's really key to understand too. Um, because these, these emotions do affect our health. I think the the body keeps the score is a really great book to understand how trauma affects the body. And he, he has taken a whole book to explain, to explain this process. And so I just want to reiterate to our listeners that this, this topic's very complex to understand, but very simply, I guess, I'm going to try to explain this in a way that, that maybe you can, can understand, or at least have a slight foundation to understand how this, how emotions affect our health. And, and the way I kind of look at it is, these emotions are digested by your mind and your heart, kind of like food is digested by your digestive system. You've got healthy thoughts and feelings that generate actions that create life. And these painful feelings that we're experiencing in betrayal are thoughts that are stored in the body if they're not processed, like Cherilyn was talking about. And if they're not processed, they're exposed as kind of a I guess what I would call maybe a button, a push button. And so when someone pushes that button, it triggers this hormonal cascade um, because you think you're in danger or under attack. You think you're, you're being chased by a lion or, um, and it, it can cause you to freeze as well. Like, like Cherilyn talked about, but if this happens too much, and too often, your body will begin to believe that you're being chased by a lion because this is the natural way your body is set up to respond um, when you're when you feel like you're in danger or under attack. So if you're if you're constantly being um, triggered in this way, <clears throat> your body starts sending the stress hormone cortisol into your bloodstream so that you can flee from the danger. And so the pr problem becomes that there's really not a lion that you're needing to run from and your body doesn't need the cortisol. So over time, this cortisol, the stress hormone breaks down the gut lining and starts making your body store fat because your brain thinks that you're in danger and it wants enough nutrients in case you can't stop to eat because you're running from a lion. So the gut lining starts breaking down and really the gut lining, the gut is absolutely key to keeping healthy. And because you've got this cortisol coming into your body all the time, it starts breaking it down. And so this is the root of all disease. And there are, there are other things that break down the gut lining besides stress and emotions. Um, and, and that we can talk about another time. But when your gut lining starts breaking down, it will be difficult for you to absorb the nutrients or even supplements for that matter. Um, because your, your gut lining is permeable and it starts leaking. The food starts leaking out. And so the body looks at it as foreign invaders and starts attacking its own body. And so... Unless you're really consciously aware of this and unless you're conscious 
be aware as how you perceive stress and react to stress, which is our emotions, you'll continue in this same pattern. So some of the emotions that create real havoc on our body is shame. And I, when you think about um, betrayal, and we've talked about shame a little bit in a previous podcast, but it creates contraction in your body. And, and so love is not, cannot be experienced because in love, your body creates an openness. So hate is another emotion that can create havoc on your body. Perfection. If you're not feeling safe, the scarcity, you know, there's not enough time, not enough. I don't have enough friends. I don't have enough energy, not enough money, not enough connection with partner. This scarcity creates uh, havoc on our system. These are all emotions that we experience. I will be happy when kind of emotion. And I, I don't know how to define that really in an emotion, but you know, I'll be happy when I lose weight or have a boyfriend or get married or pay off all my bills or, or whatever. Um, self-limiting beliefs can also wreak havoc on our, our body as well. So when I s- say self-limiting beliefs, you know, just, I can't do it. You know, you're not really free to live to your highest potential. So these are all emotions that if we aren't able to get a handle on problems, health problems. Yeah. So very simply, I mean, that's, that's just very simply explained and there's a lot more complexity involved, but that, that just kind of gives you maybe some things to think about. Yeah. I love that. I love, I love how it talks about digesting when when you kind of talked about that, because when you think about digesting emotions, you know, you either digest them or you store them and it's either going to benefit you or it's going to be to your detriment. And so I think that's, that's one of the reasons why all of this, this, this whole concept of emotional intelligence and understanding our emotions is so, it's, kind of, you know, one of the pillars of recovery, really, right? You know, when we talk, we've been talking a lot previous in our previous episodes, we've talked about boundaries, and we've talked about self care. And really, understanding our emotions, and being able to process our emotions, is how we get to determine what our boundaries need to be, and what self care we need to do. Because, our emotions are going to be what's going to help us to understand what we need to do and make that decision. Um, and possibly a therapist, because <laughs> I mean, I, I certainly benefit from a therapist helping me to understand my, you know, where I'm at emotionally and, and kind of working to process those things. So, and sometimes it also may take um, the help of a, someone who understands energy because I don't, I don't think we mentioned this earlier, but emotions are energy and movement. And so sometimes the, um, it, it does require help from someone who understands energy. Like, so EMDR can be very helpful in processing through these emotions as well. Yeah. I thank you for that, Janine. I, there are so many different, um, 
ways to get help with these different types of, of emotional healing and EMDR is certainly one of them. So as we're wrapping up, we just kind of wanted to summarize what we've talked about today. And the first thing we wanted to summarize is that there's five essential elements of emotional intelligence. Number one, we talked today about emotional self-awareness or being aware of what we are feeling moment to moment, as well as seeking to understand the impact this has on others. We've also talked about today how to self-regulate or attempting to control or redirect our emotions and learning to anticipate the consequences before you act on impulse. We've also talked about number three, how motivations can motivate us, how emotions can motivate us or utilizing emotion factors to overcome and persevere. We've also talked about um, empathy or learning how to tune in and sense the emotions of others. And then the last essential element of emotional intelligence are social skills or learning how to effectively manage relationships and inspire others. And then we kind of went through, we talked about um, the benefits of emotion. So we want to feel our emotions and when we numb sadness and anger and those kind of things, we need to also realize that we numb happiness and joy. So we want to experience all of those things, all of those emotions. They're all good emotions. They all have purpose. We've also talked about um, our feelings help us connect with others. Our feelings help us love and to feel loved. Our feelings are indicators. If they're comfortable, then that equals good. If they're uncomfortable, then we know that something isn't right. Um, Feelings can be positive motivators. We've talked about that. Feelings provide us with clues to ourselves, our desires, wants, and ambitions. They help us discover ourselves what we are, and what we are thinking. We've also talked about how feelings tap into the key part of us that seeks and knows the truth. And our feelings help us tap into our desires for self-preservation, self-enhancement, safety, and goodness. I guess we just went through the benefits of feelings, and then there's also some things we need to watch out for. Getting stuck in our feelings means that we're trying to repress them. When they linger, they can start growing strong and causing, and they can cause us to do many peculiar things. So we do want to process them. We don't want to repress them. Repressing or denying feelings can lead to headaches, stomach disorders, backaches, and generally weakened physical conditions. The dark side of feelings is when we lose touch with ourselves and our environment. We're no longer in touch with our instincts. And if we aren't feeling we're probably not examining the thinking that goes with it. And the last one is if we don't deal with our feelings, we don't change and we don't grow, we stay stuck. So that's kind of a summary of what we what we kind of talked about today. So thank you for sharing that. I want to thank you for listening today. And in closing, we just want to um, remind you that if you can work with the pain and find meaning in the emotions that it can transform you. And we will, we will have our next episode. We'll go a little bit more in depth into this topic um, and more in depth into the particular emotions. So stay tuned for that. And once again, thank you for listening.
if you have any questions or if you have topics that you want us to cover or address, please feel free to email them to us at worth at lifechangingservices.org. Thank you for listening. And remember, you are worth it. Thanks for joining us this week on Healing with Worth. Make sure to visit our website, healingwithworth.org, to enroll in a therapist-led support group or to check out our blog. If you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or wherever you may listen, or simply tell a friend about the show. Be sure to tune in next week for a new episode because you are worth it.